Happy holidays. Happy holidays, world. Your boy is back. The one and only nonprofit sector connected two flights up from the kitchen just below the roof of the house. That's right, gang. In the attic. In the attic. This is actually marking. Let's see. We did the show for a year in 21. We did the show for a year in 22. This is the last episode of 2023 for Philanthropy and Focus. The first episode of this program was done January 8th, 2021. I was reminiscing on it this morning. What a trip, man. What a trip it's been. This just used to be an idea that I came up with. I used to say, hey, man, I'm going to do a radio show. It's going to be called Philanthropy and Focus. And then I walked around for two years saying, hey, man, I'm going to do a radio show. It's going to be called Philanthropy and Focus. Hey, listen, it's about vision for sure. But I laugh and I break my own chops a little bit there because what I'm trying to say is, listen, it's a short opportunity we have. It's a short window. It's a short life, man. Maybe you get 85 years. You know, I got a, I made a deal with the universe. I got 50 or more years to go. So that puts me right about 95, 96 years old. I don't know how many episodes I'll have accomplished by then, but I'm challenging you all. If you're going to do the thing, just do the thing, man. Don't talk about it. Be it. Do it. Lean in. I'm out of breath already. Look at that. I'm just I'm just so fired up. So here's the deal. I, I want you, I encourage you to get out there and try whatever it is. It's not going to work out the first time the right way, and it ain't going to be what you expected. I promise you that. But it's going to be more than sitting around thinking about it. So have that vision. Do that thing. Philanthropy and Focus is my vision. On the program, I do a lot of things. But one thing that, or two things that I really focus on is helping nonprofits tell their story and as I like to say, amplify their mission. I think it's a big deal. I got a big mouth. People listen to me. People pay attention to what I'm doing. So I think it's pretty fun that I get to help others do the reach and get the uh, get the connections and relationships. That's what call myself the nonprofit sector connector. That's what a nonprofit sector connector is. I know that because I Googled what does a nonprofit sector connector. I didn't Google that. I made up the whole thing. So, so I didn't Google it. But if I typed in the chat GPT, this I did do. I typed in the chat, GPT, what is a nonprofit sector connected? It does. And they go, I don't know, man. Text Tommy D. I'm sure he knows. That's what chat GPT told me. That's not true, everybody. I'm playing with you. I'm kidding. Happy holidays. Happy all the December holidays. You know, listen, I, I was in a meeting the other night and I, I said, listen, we must reach out to people. My guest was there, Marty Conroy, was at the meeting I'm talking about. We must reach out. We must show love. We must show compassion. Yes, it is the holiday time. Yes, it is a time of joy. But there are people who are having challenges on this planet people are hurting please reach out please connect and you know maybe it's apropos that that uh, marty's here on that last episode because some of the people that his organization serves are those on the front lines families of those on the front lines families of first responders we're going to get into all that today i would like to just give one last shout out or two one to my friend heather edwards the allied foundation which is an organization that has given millions of diapers and period products to those in need here on Long Island and the five boroughs in New York City as well. And we had the opportunity, we rented a U-Haul van together on Tuesday of this week and went into New York City and picked up a bunch of uh, gifts for uh, for some low-income folks here on Long Island, as well as uh, 300 bags from a company called Baby to Baby, which is a nonprofit organization out of the West Coast that that hooks up uh, families in need with diapers and, and different products they need. So just like the cool stuff, you know, my friend Heather and I are in, in the U-Haul van and she like, she looks at me, she's like, and I had just like done like a, a Zoom call with one of my clients and right before we started the drive, she's like, man, like you got the coolest job in the world. And I go, well, I was, so Vanguard Benefits, we are a cool company. Uh, I think anybody can have a cool situation, man. It's about creating, it's about creating Create your retirement. Here's the deal. Retire right now a little bit every week. Do the things you want to do. Play as much as you can. And obviously, you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills. All right, Marty. Martin Conroy, you're here. I got to get you into this conversation. Uh, oh, there was one last shout out, and it goes right in here. Shout out to Michael Goldberg, my friend, Knockout Networking, founder of TNG, the networking group, where I am sort of like... Uh, uh, we call my, I think my title is national director, but I, I think, um, you know, to me, TNG, the networking group, a national networking group that, that we, uh, that we run is, um, 
it's a movement, man. It's it's people helping people, supporting people, and then there's certainly the business development place. But I think you know, in what we do there, it's relationships first for sure. So if it wasn't for Michael introducing me to Martin Conroy just recently, and then we had a you know couple sorry a couple meetings, and then now we're here, and I was like, hey. We don't really know each other. You want to come on Philanthropy and Focus? And you were like, yes, I do, sir. And that was it. So what's up? How are you, my brother? What's going on, man? I, I am absolutely positively blessed. Uh, before we get started, I uh, would like to give a huge uh, debt of gratitude to you, Tommy, for everything that you have done for charities over the course of the last three years. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from, what faith you follow, what Profits book you read, putting charity first is what we're supposed to be doing as humans. So the fact that you're leading in that endeavor from the front and helping charities nationwide promote their causes is near and dear to my heart. So we have an incredible uh, debt of gratitude uh, to you for 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 doing this for all charities, not just well. Well, thank you. Chills, man. I got chills, and I'm I'm doing better as I age in in taking the gratitude. I used to say, "Yeah, all right, no big deal. It's all good. Not about me." But I do appreciate that because I do invest a lot in this, and and I have to be a better recipient of of the praise. So thank you for saying that. Uh, and I say this, you know, no big deal, man. Just changing the world. Like that's what we're trying to do. No big deal. It is right. It is a big deal, everybody. Of course, it is. With you, I, I, the people I get to spend time with, you know, are, are people who are uh, bringing food to people who are food insecure. They're housing people who are experiencing homelessness. They're helping people who are working through substance it, it, substance abuse issues. You know, uh, they're they're helping get diapers in the hands of families who don't have the the wherewithal to to buy diapers. You know, I, I mean, there's so many different things, and and for me, it's become uh, I don't know labor of love. I don't know. It's a hobby. It's a fun thing. It's part of my life. I don't know Marty and the rest of the world where my philanthropy ends and where my business starts. And I'll leave one last thing before we dive in because you know our company Vanguard Benefits is an employee benefits agency, and you know woven into the dna of our firm is this focus on service the focus on the nonprofit sector and maybe the kid had a little something to do with that maybe tommy d ah, stop ego but maybe maybe there was something maybe tommy d had something to do with that martin or i'm gonna call you marty for the rest of the show i'm gonna call you marty it says martin on the screen but you said your friends call you marty when we were talking virtual green room a little while ago so i shall if it's okay with you call you marty and everybody should call me tommy d all right, Marty, what is up, man? Tell me your story. Battlefield Commander Foundation is the name of the organization. An incredible mission, incredible focus, whether it's with an F or a PH, up to you, gang, but an incredible focus on the work you're doing and serving families of first responders and uh, former military veterans. Let's get into this, man. And this logo, man, is I got to We got to shout out this logo because it's like an eagle with a lion's face and a big lion hair, like long Tommy D hair. And what what is that? Can we talk about that for us? Battlefield Commander Foundation. What is that logo? What's that about? Well, fortunately, three years ago, when we started designing the logo, God gave me the vision to realize that on Friday, December 15th, I was going to be on Tommy D's podcast. <laughs> so we had to design a logo that most accurately reflected Tommy D. Doesn't look like my hair. It looks like my hair, man. I love the show. I, I I want you to finish that though, but I love the show. I, I, my my younger son and I we try to find the old episodes, but Thundercats. I used to love his show, Thundercats. Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Oh! I didn't know I would do that on my show ever. But Lionel was like one of these Thundercats, man. He was like the badass one. He was like the leader of the crew. I don't know, man. I got to Google him. We'll look it up. I'm sure Mick Collins is feverishly looking over the internet for pictures of Lionel. If not, Mick Collins, what are you doing? Uh, so let's talk to me about the logo. I'll be quiet. You tell me. I, I like how you knew in the future you'd be on my show three years into the future. I love that. That's good. <laughs> Listen, um, it, 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 again, I am a man of faith. I'm a, a Christian high-performance lifestyle coach. So when it came time to designing the lo logo, I wanted something that uh, sent the message of, of faith and how important, um, you know, having that lion type attitude is uh, uh, out there in life today. Uh, what, you know, so that's, that's, that's the image that we wanted to portray for, for the charity strength, honor, discipline, 
honesty, integrity, respect. That's uh, what we were looking for with the logo. I love it. I think it's great. I, I think it's, uh, I, I just, I mean, does anybody get that? I, I have no tattoos. But did anybody get that yet? That that badass lion with the big wings as a tattoo that you know about connected to your organization? Or, or, or are they going to? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It looks like a good tattoo. So it looks like in five years when you have me on our anniversary of a podcast that I'll have to have the tattoo tattooed on my back, huh? I, listen, you know what? Your lips are God's ears. You're the man of faith. I don't know what's going to happen, brother. I don't know. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. There might be one of us who will have the tattoo because I still have not done that yet. I have not done the tattoo thing. A lot of people around me, you know, love the ink. I just haven't done it. All right. Let's well, get it. Well, that, uh, in, that, yeah. in that regards, and you'll probably get a kick out of this. Uh, whenever anybody asks me whether or not I have a tattoo, I say, would you put a bumper sticker on a Lamborghini? There you go. I get it. I get that, man. I get it. Although some days, you know, I, for, I, I feel a lot more like a Pontiac Bonneville. <laughs> like a like a nineteen eighty seven Pontiac Bonneville. Sometimes that's how I feel. Anyway, uh, listen, self deprecating humor, Marty, has gotten me everywhere. All right, let's do this. Let's have fun. Who are you? You said you know. It says here, Christian high performance lifestyle coach, martial art instructor. You know, three decades in corporate America. Let's dive in because I think you and I talked very very briefly this week about like the why of this organization, what happened. So, uh, everything to me. When we look back, we could see how things are happening, although sometimes, oftentimes, when we're in the moment, we don't realize. Like, I'm in some opportunities right now that are a matter of, of course, it makes sense that I'm doing these things now. But if I had looked at it in the past when I was doing the steps to get there, I wouldn't have realized that, you know? So what is it that brought you to, a number of years ago, founding this organization? What I'm saying what is the Martin Conroy story? I said Martin Gang because I want to be professional with him for a second. Marty Conroy, what is the story, your story? Sure. Okay, so the Battlefield Commander Foundation is a 501c3 that provides full scholarships and mentorship to the children of fallen officers and the military, law enforcement, and emergency responders. Now, me, myself, I have prior military experience taking uh, my commission as a second lieutenant in the Air Force through my alma mater's ROTC program. New Jersey Institute of Technology has an Air Force ROTC program that I took uh, my commission as a second lieutenant. Uh, my senior year of high school, after uh, competing in wrestling, I began a journey in martial arts. And after about 10 years ago, I got to, 10 years into it, I got to a rank where I started uh helping train some of the incoming students. And our dojo had quite a lot of uh, law enforcement emergency responders coming through the dojo. So when it came time uh, for the charity to be founded, which we'll get into in a couple of minutes, um, I realized that I wanted to group uh, what we call our battlefield commanders all together under one umbrella. And battlefield commanders are military, law enforcement, emergency responders. Uh, the people who are out there who are protecting, serving, and reviving us. So uh, the scholarship is for the children of fallen officers. Mm -hmm. In the military, that's NCOs up to colonels. And uh, law enforcement, that's sergeant up to uh, colonels as well. We do not uh, include chiefs in that. And in emergency responders, it's lieutenants and captains. All right. We're going to dive more deeply into that after a quick break. But I want to, so we, we set the stage. So, you, you know, things that you were touched by in, in your life, you know, the, the the martial arts work, you know, your ROTC, thank you for your service serving in the Air Force, second lieutenant. There's so much there that got you to this path. Uh and then there's this opportunity where you may, did you, did you know, and you don't have to answer this, we'll come back and answer it. But I wonder, did you know that you, hey, one day I'm going to found a nonprofit, you know, or one day I want to do this or one day, or were there just some events that happened that led you to do this? And we'll get back to that. That's sort of like a cliffhanger, gang. That's how we do it. That's a radio trick. All right, we'll be right back. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's right, your boy's back in the attic, baby. Marty, you never heard that song before? Oh my God, it's a classic. Come on. Ah, I used to make people- I'm, 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 laugh- I'm laughing more on this podcast than what previous podcasts combined. I love it. I'm Listen, happy to serve. Happy to serve. If that's what I'm here to do is entertain, then I will take the job and responsibility. You can't see me, obviously, but I'm wearing an FDNY job shirt. Today, shout out to my boy Mick Collins. Love that guy. Pay it forward, plastic man himself. He's all about nonprofit organizations and giving back money to uh, to nonprofits by uh, by way of merchant processing, merchant services. And he's always got my back. Appreciate you, man. And of course, FDNY. I got a lot of friends and cousins and and, and relations on the on the fire department. Um, you know, we've done some stuff with uh, you know a couple of years ago. Um, you know, right around September 11th, the uh, the anniversary of that tragic day, we did some focus there. Um, you know, NYPD, FDNY, obviously our, our military, our veterans. You know, Marty, what, let's just tell me some stories, man. Like, what, you had these folks in the dojo. You had you know law enforcement folks coming in. You know, I I shared the website while while we were at break, you know, and I'd encourage everybody to check it out. Battlefieldcommanders.com, battlefieldcommanders.com. It lists the, the seven virtues of the organization. And then it says the effective battlefield commander follows the battlefield commander 21 precepts for the benefits of an operation. So, you know, this isn't stuff that the organization made up, I'm, I'm gathering. This is what it is to be a battlefield commander in, you know, on the front lines is that how i'm understanding that in life in, in life yeah period uh you know my my journey was an interesting one tommy because uh like you i had a very successful career in voluntary and unfortunately in 2014 i began a, a an unfortunate journey as a whistleblower i went through a horrific whistleblower experience with the largest voluntary insurance carrier in the world where uh, I caught agents from the organization committing fraud against police officers. Now, when I reported this up the chain of command, what I was unaware of is that there were parties that had reported it all the way to this organization's highest levels. So uh, they initially, they uh, initiated a large cover-up, and unfortunately, over the course of the next two years, I went through the experience of a whistleblower. At the end of 2017, we were in negotiations with this organization's law firm, and uh, they asked us under the uh, uh, under a confidential settlement discussion what type of evidence we had. 
And uh, at the point at that point, there was another eight plaintiffs. So they uh, the nine of us submitted our evidence to the law firm. And once they saw it, they filed temporary restraining orders against me and eight other uh, plaintiffs prohibiting us from filing any lawsuits. The problem is, Tommy, is that this law firm was so sloppy that they took that information and they filed it in public domain. It was supposed to be filed under seal. So now at that point, I was instantly known as a whistleblower, which means that from that point, C and V level opportunities are shut down for me in corporate America. Uh, You know, uh, you're not going to be the the, uh, chief revenue officer for a multi-billion dollar brand when you're a whistleblower. People just unfortunately look at you the wrong way. So shortly after that, a series of articles were published by The Intercept. Uh, uh, Dozens and dozens of people reached out to the media and to our teams nationwide. And I looked at myself and I said, "Okay, well, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? So I said, I want to do something, whatever I do next, I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And I realized that ideally it was something that it was going to be that I built. Mm -hmm. So initially I was going to launch Battlefield Commander as a for-profit enterprise. And in summer of 2018, I was praying and God delivered the message to me to make it a charity. So I spent about uh, six months putting together the business plan. It's a 159-page business plan. Uh, spent tens of thousands of dollars making sure that I sent up this, uh, set up the 501c3 correctly, uh, trademark the intellectual property, including the 21 precepts, and achieved uh, tax-free status in April 2019. We formally launched fundraising activities in November of 2019, and then a virus shut me down right away. Now, uh, we picked back, that back up in 2021. When I designed the charity, though, Tommy, I designed it in a very unique fashion. Uh, we designed it as a professional aggregator or networker. Here's the deal. Anybody that I've spoken to over the course of the last four years gets behind the cause. And when they hear about the cause, one of the first questions that they ask me is, how could I help? Now, I knew this as I was going through the design of the platform and our go-to-market strategy. So I knew that God gave me an incredibly powerful tool that I had to take care of. You know, unfortunately, a lot of times in charitable work, and you know this more than anybody, unfortunately, people utilize charities not in the way that they're supposed to utilize charities for You have to put the cause first. You have to make sure that you're putting the cause first. So the fact that God gave me this power, I said, okay, well, how am am I going to be able to build this network in such a way that the people who are associated with the network experience a level of value for being associated with this new charity? You got to remember, Tommy, as a whistleblower, I was destroyed professionally. I was destroyed publicly. I was destroyed on the streets. I lost somewhere around 90% of my professional contacts. Uh, it was really just my very close friends and fi- fr- friends that I consider my family. Yes. Yeah. me through that entire circumstance, but the majority of my professional contacts were decimated. So I had to build this network from scratch. What I did have was I had nearly 30 years worth of high-level sales leadership and sales training and sales coaching experience where I met certain experts in certain industries. Now, these experts that I met, Tommy, are are top of the class. You're talking about people that have impeccable reputations, uh, the educations. Most of the time, they're offering some type of niche solution that, you know, you're not going to encounter somebody say, oh, well, I got a guy who does that. No, I have the guy who created the program. I have the guy who created the platform. That's who I'm looking to introduce you to, not somebody who kind of does it part time. So when I make when I meet an executive, as opposed to asking them for a donation right away, my response is, let me see how the charity could help you first. So what this charity does is we're looking to set the standard the same way that you are, is we're looking to help the executives that we meet first before we accept any type of donations or sponsorships from them. And that comes from the professional introduction system. First, wow. I mean, that's kind of 
you know, I, I think in those terms and I, I think the, certainly in the business world and in, in industry, it's best to think that way. How can I help you? How can I serve you? Uh, I, I'm constantly in meeting with executive leaders of nonprofit organizations and the ones who I think are most successful from a fundraising perspective and from a development perspective are the ones who find those partnerships and look for those opportunities to be uh, you both of service to their quote unquote partners, donors, founders, uh, different stakeholders, volunteers, board members, uh, as well as they are to their um, the constituents that their programs serve, you, you know, like. Yeah, I think of my friend Ken Serini, founder of the New York City Imagine Awards, part of that, the Long Island Imagine Awards and managing director of Serini and Associates, the accounting firm out on Long Island. And, you know, I remember being in a room and I might have shared this on the show here before, but I remember being in a, we had done a panel discussion. And, you know, over the years, Ken's talked about that, that uh, some nonprofits haven't realized how important it is to consider their donors or strategic relationships as partners and to think in terms of how can I be a partner to them? What am I talking about? Well, look, let me give you an example. Some people uh, play golf and other people don't play golf. Many organizations do a golf outing and many organizations ask for sponsorships. That may be relevant to some people, but in the case of one person who I'm thinking of specifically, that isn't relevant. That person is not a golfer. It's not something that's on brand with what they do. So just doing a tea sponsorship or just putting their name in the in the you know the event gal, excuse me, the event guide is, is not really relevant. But finding something that is relevant, finding the connection, and I, I believe you know what you're saying there. Let me see how the charity can help you first. I, that, excuse me, that to me is partnership. That to me is relationship, Marty. That's like, how can we work together? How can we collaborate? And I feel like I always use this one as an example, but I think it's a great example. And it's one that I'm, I'm very, I don't want to say connected to, but very aware of is the organization here on Long Island called Book Fairies, which was founded by my friend, Amy Zeslansky, and is run by uh, executive director, Eileen Minogue, who's also a very good friend of mine. Book Fairies has given 4 million books to people who need books. Literacy, as we know, it's a silly thing for me to say that literacy is incredibly important. But let me just say this. Without literacy, people's job, tra the trajectory of their, their career is different. Their housing is different without the ability to, to, to read and understand. And that is one of the key focuses of Book Fairies. So to, to put this, kind of put a bow on this. Amy Zeslansky reaches out to Ken Serini at Serini and Associates because Serini and Associates is focused on education. So there's a partnership. There's something. So for every single hour that Serini and Associates bills out as an accounting firm, a book gets put in the hands of a child. That is something that is on brand. That is a partnership. That is something that makes a lot of sense. Let me see how the charity can help you first. Amy Zeslansky said, let me see how I can connect with Ken on something that's important to him and his his organization. And that is something that has changed the culture from the feedback I've received of that company because it's on their proposals. The, when they put a proposal out to market, it's on uh, it's on their email signatures. It's something that is so on brand for these the, the two organizations. So they, they're in lockstep. So I, I kind of riffed for a while here. We're going to, we got to go to break in a minute or two here, but, but it, I, I want to go back to that is what does that feel like to the, to the to the listener when you say that that must be something that is refreshing to people so let's play this out you meet a new relationship marty and and they go well i'd love to support the organization how can i help and your answer to them is let me see how the charity can help you first what is that what's that experience look like give me an anecdote or something before we take away we take a break quick sure uh, let's just say it was you and you weren't you uh you know uh tommy well, what the charity does is we make introductions to certain experts in certain industries. Now, these are experts with the right type of education, the right type of experience. They have impeccable records. And most of the times they're offering a niche solution. Now, if you happen to transact business with this expert, the expert will make what we call is a structured donation to the charity. 
Now, this structured donation covers our operational costs. What that enables us to do is to apply 100% of donations and fundraising to the cost. And again, you know this, Tommy, from working in charities, that it's very difficult because we have to apply as much as possible to the cause. And it's only the elite charities that could get up over 80, 90% of what they collect going to the cause. This system enables us to apply, when applied properly, uh, 100% of the, of the donations and fundraising to the cause. So gang, what we're talking about is, you know, a lot of overhead expenses. There's a lot of things that cost money to run an organization. And sometimes when we get donations and grant dollars, you know, they're restricted funds and they can't be allocated towards certain things. So what I'm understanding you say, Marty, is the dollars you're talking about are to run the organization. So when somebody makes a donation of, of $10,000 for argument's sake, those donation dollars can go right out to support these these families and these young people with from a scholarship perspective is that right now you got it yeah that, that's, that, that's that's the professional introduction system i love that all right we're going to go back to some of that when we come back but i want to i want to get the we'll take a break in a second here but i want to get the look and feel of of what the program is i know there's a story uh, about a, a young lady it's right it's right on your website i don't know if we're going to talk about that story um because that's a story i've heard you tell before and i watched the video of this young lady um I don't know. I'll just say it because it's out there. Emma Dwyer is her name, right? So, yeah. right. So I guess we could reference that when we come back. I mean, is that the founding of the organization, Marty? Is, is she's one of the first people who got served by the organization? Yeah, she's she's our first scholarship recipient, and she's dynamite. Can't wait to talk to, talk talk to you about it. Well, you're gonna have to wait for ninety seconds. We got to go to break. It's your boy Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector. Right back. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. My buddy Brendan Levy from the Queen's Chamber of Commerce is my friend. I, I call him my uncle. And because he's older than me and he don't look nothing like me, so I say he must be kind of like an uncle. So I call him Uncle Brendan, and he wrote that song, and he sings that song, although a lot of people around this house sing that song too. Certainly I do. Uh, but I'm wondering right now, with, with two weeks to go before we come back and do another episode of the show, it might be time to uh, to do a, a remix. I've been talking about it for a while. It might be time to rewrite the uh, the music to the show. We've done a hundred, almost 150 episodes of uh, something that was just an idea, and it might be time to. Uh, I feel I feel an island reggae type beat. You know, shout out to anybody who wants to talk to me about making a new song. I know Mick Collins wants me to to do like an Eminem inspired hip hop thing. Mick. Text me. Let's talk about it. Maybe there's something there. Maybe we do a different song for uh, 
you know, every quarter or something like that. Anyway, Marty, why am I doing this? Let's talk about the show. Let's let's talk about you, not the show again. Let's do this. So, so tell me, tell me, like you know, like I said, right before we went through break, the look and feel, the organization, what it does, the, why the scholarship, why like you wanted to do something. How did this? Tell me how this became the thing when you know, program wise, how this became what the organization was going to do. Well, again, Tommy, when I when I went through that horrific experience, I looked at myself and I did a deep dive and I spent a lot of time in prayer, meditation and training. I said, well, how am I going to best serve God for the rest of my life? And that's through charity. So I started at a much higher macro scale and understanding what the importance is of philanthropy and charity to to the human race. I even though I run a charity, I'm very philanthropic. I'm involved with a multitude supporting a multitude of other charities. I donate a ton ton of my time uh, to my town to as a volunteer assistant wrestling coach. So I try to give as much as I possibly possibly can. When I looked at uh, charities though, and I was looking to launch this charity, I realized that there was a problem. There was a problem with charities nationwide, and that was that too much of the money that was being donated was being applied to operational expenses. You see horrific uh, stories constantly publishing in the media where uh, you know people were being investigated and 92% of their donations went to operational expenses with CEOs getting paid four or $500,000 a year. It's a real train wreck when you actually do your own research. So when I designed this charity, I wanted to make sure that I didn't take any money out of it, that everything that was used to fund and launch the charity and get it to a certain point was made by me and the experts and sponsors that we introduced to the network. And so far, it's worked It's worked pretty well. What's uh, very unique about the charity, like I said, is the professional introduction system. And this is very apropos to a multitude of charities. I believe that as a charity, we should be bringing value to our network. Have to remember, there's a, a millions and millions of amazing causes out there. So if an executive or a family or a company is going to give money to a certain cause, there has to be much more than the cause. There has to be value in that network because a lot of organizations and individuals do look at their charitable giving as access to a specific network. So by introducing... Hold on. I think I want... I heard you. I don't know if everybody did. Many people look like their charitable donations as access to a network. Is that how you said that? Yes. Okay. So that says to me that, you know, I, I don't know why this is coming up for me now, but I, it, you know, one of the guys who I learned a lot about networking from is Michael Goldberg. And Michael Goldberg says peripherals wide, we're always networking. And I've always been like that too. No, no matter where I am, I might be at a personal function and certain people in my family laugh about it, but it's like, Oh, he's over there networking, you know, like that sort of thing. But it's that to me is it. So it shouldn't be a bad thing that part of our connection through relating to organizations. Look, I know people join boards because they want to support the organization. But at the same time, they want to grow their own business. They want to grow their own profession. They want to grow their own professional network. So that's what I'm hearing you say is, is it it's that's part of the uh, ambition of people getting involved with this type of work. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, listen, you know, you have to you have to in today's day and age and in the future, look at what money you are putting out as an organization and individual individual and make sure that it's a worthwhile investment, a worthwhile donation. Um, You know, so that's where you have to look at the charity. You have to look at the charities network and you have to say, okay, above and beyond the cause, because the cause is pure. You know, that's one one great thing about the Battlefield Commander Foundation is even criminals say, oh, wow, yeah, that's, you know, it's kind of hard to get negative on the child of a fallen officer. So, you know, above and beyond that, to give true value to, our, to your network, you want to look for legal, moral, creative ways to add value to that network. And the professional introduction system is a way. No, you know this is different, right? You realize, I think, that this is different than not to say, look, you know, not to say that organizations are not developing relationships. We know that they are. However, this seems to be a major tenet of what you're doing here. Yes. 
So think about it like this, Tommy, and you, you've been swimming in the voluntary waters for a long time. Tell me, are you familiar with premium financing? Do you understand premium I, I, I would. I will not admit that I understand it. I am aware of premium financing from a life insurance perspective. Speaking of life insurance, he would be. I would be remiss if I didn't say hello to my friend for life, Robert Rosner. Hello, Robert. Miss you. Um, miss you because I haven't talked to you in two days. Uh, he is my friend for life. And whenever life insurance pops up, he would have been like, he's going to text me later. He would have said, that would have been perfect time. I heard Mick Collins' name five times on the show today, but I didn't hear my name mentioned. So the fact you that Robert will do that. Trust me, he will. So yeah. So I, again, I'm aware of premium financing. I, I would be fibbing if I said I understand it or could talk too much about it. Sure. So let, let, let me explain where that works and how it's applied with the professional introduction system. First, for your listeners, so that they understand premium financing. What all but only a few very select high-level financial advisors and accountants and uh, uh, you know lawyers know about the premium uh, know about the premium financing industry. What most people don't realize is that life insurance can work the exact same way as when you're buying a house. And what do I mean by that? If you see a house that you want to buy, there's two ways that you could buy it. Let's just say hypothetically the house is a million dollars. You could either pay a million dollars cash, or you could put twenty percent down and mortgage the other eighty percent. Well, what most people don't realize is that life insurance policies work the exact same way. You could actually have a bank finance a portion of your life insurance policy. Now, this is very relevant to business owners, to executives, to people who have uh, uh, large uh, real estate holdings. Uh, when you're talking about in corporate America with small to mid-sized companies, it's a tool that is utilized for key man policies. So it's something that the general public is not aware of. Well, my mentor founded his own premium financing intermediary. In the exact same way as with insurance, uh, when you're talking about health insurance, where an individual health insurance agent cannot place insurance directly with an insurance carrier, that works the exact same way with premium financing. If you're looking to place a premium financing case, you must go to what's known as an intermediary. The intermediary communicates and negotiates with not only the insurance carrier, but the bank. They're basically the master general agency in the transaction. Well, Darren Sugiyama, my mentor, after being a high-level financial advisor who uh, has run training classes for some of the largest voluntary insurance carriers in the world, including Colonial, including Northwestern, including a couple others, one that you and I were discussing earlier today, right. uh, he designed his own premium, intermedi uh, premium financing intermediary and a very unique software platform around the company. So when I meet a certain executive and they have a certain net worth, they have, you know, uh, perhaps they're a business owner, whatever the case may be, I can introduce Darren without displacing their current relationship, without displacing their current financial advisor, without displacing their current insurance broker. I'm just presenting premium financing as an option to this executive and potentially their financial advisor. I got I want to stop you because we I want to get into and we got to take a quick break and we're almost done and I want to make sure we hit upon so this this to me is the this is the professional network this is the professional introduction piece which becomes a revenue generator donation <laughs> excuse me a donation angle for the organization correct so correct. I, I want to Put a bow on that for me quick, like sum that up, because I really want to get into, we we got to go to break again, believe it or not. And I want to hear about, you know, the work that the organization is doing for the, for these families and these young. So yep, very, very, very quickly, what, uh, by me introducing Darren, if there is a transaction between the financial advisor and the uh, potential insured, he will make the structured donation to the charity. Now, premium financing cases, Tommy, most of the times you're looking at upwards around over $20,000 worth of annual premium. So that means that the donation is normally uh, uh, pretty decent. Now, very quickly, what it means for the executive is they're having a significantly larger insurance policy 
for less than what they're normally paying for. So I'm adding value to the executive. I'm not displacing the financial advisor. I'm giving the executive a much bigger uh, insurance policy than that, what they would be paying for cash. And there's a lot of unique tax structures that you could utilize with premium financing, such as something called an LLC with charitable intent. You could have me back on your podcast or have Dan on your podcast and talk about this, and it is huge for charity. I do another show. I do another show. I call it the In Focus Nonprofit Show, and and I think some of what we're talking about is more more should be put into that little box or that little silo. So we're going to come back to that on a different day. I can't believe I'm, I have to say what I'm about to say. We're almost out of time. I can believe that. What I can't believe, I never thought on this show I'd have to say what I'm about to say. I am not an attorney. I am not a CPA. I am not a tax advisor. I can't vouch for what Marty is talking about. Consult with your financial planner. Consult with your attorney. Consult with your tax man or woman. Consult with your CPA. Never in all my life did I think I'd have to say that on philanthropy and focus, but I think it's an important disclaimer. I'm not vouching for everything that we're talking about right now because I don't know it to be true. You must speak with people who are professionals in this space. Right, Marty? You agree on that one, right? We got to think. 100%. And like I said, I could introduce you to, to the guy. <laughs> I quickly can introduce you to the, the guy or gal who is the one in all these cases. We will be right back. We come back. We got to talk about the programs. Got to talk about the scholarship, upcoming events, how we can plug in and help. Right back. Philanthropy in focus. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host the program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. The Battlefield Commander Foundation, Articles of Incorporation State. Battlefield Commander Foundation is a nonprofit corporation and shall be operated exclusively for education and charitable purposes with inside the meaning of Section 501c3 of the IRS Code and the corresponding section of any future federal tax code. The foundation provides educational scholarships to the children of law enforcement, military, and emergency responders killed on the job or during active service. The scholarships that the foundation provides include full tuition, room and board, books, fees, 10 hours of paid work study, transportation costs, home and mentorship from elite professional athletes, professional sports coaches, and top tier executives. Check out the website, battlefieldcommanders.com. Founder of the organization, Marty Conroy. Let's bring it home, baby. What's going on? Tell me some stories about the organization. Tell me about, you know, who was the first recipient of of one of these scholarships? Our first recipient was a true uh, blessing, Tommy. We are going to have the ability to build this charity on the back of this young lady. Because if you want to talk about warriors, if you want to talk about warrior spirit, then you need to understand who Emma Dwyer is, Miss Emma Dwyer. 
Miss Emma Dwyer's story is horrific. Her first, her father, First Sergeant Russell Dwyer, did nearly 20 years in the Army. He came back from Iraq with undiagnosed PTSD. On his wife's birthday, he walked into the house, grabbed his pistol, shot and killed his wife, and then committed suicide in front of Emma, who was a year and a half at the time. Her brother, Chris, was four. They saw the entire thing. They went to live with their handicapped grandparents after that. In her freshman year of high school, within a month of each other, both of her handicapped grandparents died. Now, because Emma's father's PTSD was undiagnosed, she is not eligible for the GI grant. Therefore, without this scholarship, she would not have been, have been able to go to school. So about two months ago, she got admitted into her first choice, which is Denver Metropolitan. She wants to go to school for event planning. So she wants to be an event planner. Right now, she's in her senior year of high school, and she's scheduled to graduate in May of 2024. This girl is amazing. She's got an incredible personality. She's smart. She's philanthropic herself. Last summer, she was on a Bible retreat in Peru, teaching blind kids how to read the Bible, like really just an absolute dynamite, dynamite uh, a young lady. And for our first scholarship recipient, God couldn't give us a better one. Wow. Congratulations on to the organization, certainly. You know, and, and I, I watched the video on your website with Emma speaking about her, her, her story. And Emma, we wish you nothing but success and uh hurry up and graduate because we've got a lot of connections we can help you out with man i do a lot of events we know a lot of people so all the best uh and and i would encourage you emma if you're listening to this or if you find this somewhere to tap into you know what what marty's talking about networks tap into relationships build your relationships and create more relationships in the work you're going to do uh you know at denver metro and certainly into your future because it's you know, I say this as great as I might be, and people might think I'm such a big deal. I say it's, and I say I'm kind of a big deal, but I, in, in all seriousness, uh, I'm only as good as the people I'm connected to. I'm only as good as the strong, I'm only as strong as my relationships and the people I've developed relationships with. So I'd encourage everybody to do that network. Anyway, Marty, let's get back into it. So Emma, but let me, I don't want to say anyway, Emma, I hope to meet you one day. All right, back, back to Marty. Well I, I hope so. Marty, what, what do we, where do we go from here? Like, what's the next steps? How can we help? What events are coming up? That sort of thing. Sure. Okay. So uh, to bring this charity to uh, market, uh, I tied it into my coaching uh, platform. And as a Christian high performance lifestyle coach, I uh, set the goal of becoming a three sport professional athlete in my fifties. Starting first with mixed martial arts, continuing on to boxing and then God willing golf. Uh, so far, the MMA and the boxing is cooperating, but unfortunately, the golf is not. Listen, I got to talk to you about the golf thing, but I'm going to pull up the website. I'm just going to share your screen. This guy in the blue hoodie with the gloves on, who's that? Is that is that you going into a ring somewhere, or is that somebody you trained? Yeah, that's me. Uh, wait a minute. So, you're, you're how old are you? Can you tell us how old you are? 52. You're 52, and you're, uh, is this, you're going to the octagon? Or the version of the octagon? Like, is there certain like is there certain age groups? Like, what? Help us with this. We we should have started with this. <laughs> so, uh, what what you're looking at, folks, is me stepping foot into the first uh, my first amateur mixed martial arts fight, uh, which was on October first, twenty twenty two. Uh, it was designed as a very unique fundraiser at my alma mater, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Now, uh, on an annual basis, we just had our second annual fundraiser this past year where we have a, a wonderful sit-down dinner. I have an entertainer come in. We provide educational content, networking, auctions, and uh, we cap off the entertainment with a series of martial arts competitions. Last year was mixed martial arts. This past year, it was combat grappling. So to answer your question, Tommy, on an annual basis, we ha we will be having our annual fundraiser at NJIT every single October. We should have that date assigned by January. Yeah. During the course of 2024, I will also be uh, competing in other types of mixed martial arts, boxing, 
and grappling on behalf of the charity. So uh, in terms of events, that's what uh, our fundraisers are going to consist of, uh, where I'll be selling tickets for and sponsorships for those events, uh, selling sponsorships uh, for me as a fighter and sponsorships and tickets for our annual fundraiser in October. I love that, man. I'm wondering, you know, I, I I don't usually put other people out there like this, but I'm wondering, you know, I know you and Michael Goldberg have become or are establishing a friendship. I'm wondering if there's something, you know, he's a fighter, knockout networking, the networking group, the whole thing. I don't know, man. Maybe you can put uh put your logo on his back somewhere, get him in the ring somewhere fighting somebody. What do you what do you think about that? We were already working on that, Tommy. We're working uh, on a very unique offering. Uh, you'll see, I'll send you a video, and uh, there should be a promo video being put on the video uh, on the website uh, from this past year's event any day now. Uh, it's just uh, getting completed. And uh, we intend to have some type of charitable boxing event with Michael and his network somewhere in New Jersey or New York, if not in 2024 and 2025. Michael was is absolutely incredible. And if your listeners are not tapped into his network, please let me say for you to please check it out. I've had the opportunity to meet some of the executives that are associated with this network, and they are true professionals. They're caring, they're giving, they're highly competent. Uh, they run a great network. Tommy is involved, uh, intimately involved. So please make sure that you check it out. It is called the Networking Group Knockout Network. Yeah, the networkinggroup.org, the networkinggroup.org. Michael Goldberg is the founder. And again, I'm I'm sort of part of that leadership team over there. So check it out. Uh, or reach out to me, Tommy D NYC on the social media, you know, the Instagram, the whole thing. And if you want to send me an email, questions about that, Tommy D at philanthropyandfocus.com, P-H-O-C-U-S.com, or Tommy D at the networkinggroup.org. Actually, you can get me there too. Thank you for that little commercial for that. Uh, there was a couple months ago I had an uh gentleman named Matt Pamara from an, an, a nonprofit here on Long Island, a boxing-focused nonprofit. So we'll have to make sure, Marty, we make that happen. I promise you this, everybody. I will be there in support. I will not be in the ring. I will not be boxing. I will not be grappling. I will not be, uh, you know, uh, doing MMA. That's not my, not my, not my bag, man. Not my bag. But I'll be there in support. And uh, you know, listen. You need me to wear the hoodies. You need me to do the thing. I'll do all that. That's my moves. Listen, Marty, it has been an absolute pleasure. I, I, I hit a lot of um this year I, I hit a lot of big numbers and um you know my on my birthday at the beginning of the year, it was a Friday, and it was the one hundredth episode of the show. And that's you know, and now you're finalizing the third year of the show with me, so it's a big deal. So we are taking two weeks off, gang. We take two weeks off for the holidays. That is talk radio.nyc does that and I go right along with them. So we will be back January 5th uh, for a new episode, a new year, and uh, maybe a new song. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe a new song. Maybe maybe I'll just sing to you all. All right. Marty Conroy, Battlefield Commanders Foundation website, battlefieldcommanders.com. Marty, I appreciate you. Thank you, my brother, for what you're doing. All the best. Any last words? Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. God bless you and all your listeners. We appreciate everything that you do for charity, Tommy. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody. Make it a great day. I'll see you all later. Bye now. God bless. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. 
Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 